Welcome to the Blue Jays from Away podcast, episode 76. In this episode, we bring you my interview with a Blue Jays minor league catcher, Ryan Sloniger. Welcome back to the Blue Jays from Away podcast, a very special podcast. We've got Ryan Sloniger of the Blue Jays minor league system with us. Welcome to the podcast, Ryan. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, yeah, let's talk about the the times we're in. It's a little bit crazy. I just want to, you know, let you know, uh, you know, we're all thinking about you guys and especially the minor leaguers because you guys are in a very um, unique situation. Um, we're glad that you guys are getting some funding from the teams. Um, but, uh, how are things where you are? Uh, can you let us know where you are and what you've been doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, obviously it's a little bit of a, you know, weird time right now for all of us. And, um, you know, hopefully we can get through all of this here soon and safely. Um, but I'm back home in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Um, we've been lucky. We don't have any cases in my County still. Um, you know, we're a real small area and, you know, hopefully it stays that way for as long as possible. And, um, hopefully here in our area, everyone can stay safe. Now, let's just go back a little bit. I mean, you finished the season in Vancouver. You had a tremendous season um, in your first pro year with the Blue Jays after being drafted. Um, you know, what happened after the season ended for you? Uh, as soon as the season ended, there up when I was up in Vancouver, I uh, flew straight back home. You know, it took a little bit of time off, and then they brought all of us first-year guys back down to Florida for three weeks to – kind of get our off season started and stuff and then i came right back home and i trained here um, i have my own indoor place here uh, that i can get all my work in and you know i was really happy with the strides that i made in the off season both in the weight room and you know with my baseball side and you know i was really ready to go whenever we got the spring training and you know i felt like for my first spring training i attacked it the right way and so when did you get back down to florida for spring training uh, I actually went down on February 15th. I went down about two weeks early, um, you know, and it was, you know, I just wanted to get myself ready, get myself out of the cold weather here in Pennsylvania. And so I still got to be down there for about a month. Um, and I got a lot of good work in and, you know, I really enjoyed my first spring training um, and obviously wish it would have lasted longer. I, I think everybody does. Uh, I was hoping to get down there in in early April. I think I was supposed to fly down this coming weekend, and uh, obviously that has changed, and uh, so has you know so much in the world. Um, you know, what's the thing that you're missing the most um, from you know not being in that baseball swing of things? Um, I mean, I miss being with my teammates. Um, those guys, we got, you know, we've gotten really close to guys that I got drafted with and the other guys I got to play with, both in Bluefield and Vancouver. And I miss being around those guys. And I miss that, the everyday competition, too, because, you know, I do some things here trying to, you know, you get some competition stuff in, but it's just, it's not the same. 
Um, and I miss that part. You know, I've grown up, I've had that my whole life. And, you know, I've had, you know, this time of year playing baseball every single year. Uh, you know, and it's, that's what I miss. Like, I'm just, it's something I'm so used to. And, but I miss being around the guys and I miss that competition every day. Now, you know, what you came down sort of before people were really talking about the coronavirus and, um, you know, what was it like being in Florida as things were getting more and more serious? You know, what was the feeling there? What were you guys talking about? What was the, um, you know, the message from the team as well? Oh, I mean, it was pretty crazy. I mean, it all happened so fast. I remember, you know, it was kind of the night that Rudy Gobert, it came out that he had tested positive and stuff. And for the Utah Jazz, it was like we were all in a hotel room just hanging out and like saw that happen. And we all kind of looked at each other and you know, we kind of realized at that point that, you know, it wasn't going to get any better anytime soon and that we probably weren't going to be there much longer. And, you know, we really didn't really know what to say. It was something that we obviously didn't know how to really go about it. And, but the team really did a good job of addressing it to us. Like we had a bunch of meetings leading up to it and, but it was a pretty whirlwind 48 hours. Like from that, from whatever that happened to us and finding out that we were flying home, I mean, it all happened really quick. And, you know, it was something that I don't know if I really realized how big it was until, you know, a few days after I'd even gotten home. And, you know, what was the reaction even once you got home? What were the other guys saying? Um, you know, like, was there ever a point where you guys were thinking, ah, you know, it'll be fine, we'll just keep going? Um, or was there a point where people were saying, you know, this is starting to get really serious and uh, we need to protect our health, we need to protect, you know, everybody rather than just, you know, thinking about playing baseball? I mean, I think... You know, whenever we were first hearing about it, we were kind of like everyone else. Like, uh, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. Like, it'll, you know, kind of clear itself up. But then whenever, like I said, when the Rudy Gobert thing happened, that's kind of whenever I think, especially for the sports world, kind of we all noticed it. Because whenever something like that happens and a game gets shut down and then the NBA shuts down, um, you know, kind of we realize that we probably need to, you know, pay a little more attention to it and, you know, the, our safety and our family's safety um, is more important than, you know, baseball and sports or anything at that point. And even whenever I came home, like, I still was, you know, I stayed, I tried to keep it as, like, spring training as I could whenever I got back home because I didn't know if we were coming home for two weeks or a month or, you know, or not going back at all. Like, I didn't know, but I was like, you know, if I have to go back in two weeks, you know, I got to stay ready. So I still kept, like, that you know, that optimism and stuff whenever I first got back. And obviously now, you know, everything's changing a little bit more and more every day. So you mentioned that things are changing. You know, you're not sort of in that I'm going to be ready to go back right away type of mindset. You know, what are you thinking now? Like, how are you preparing yourself? How are you staying ready? Um, but there's also, you know, you've got to prepare yourself for a longer layoff. So, you know, how are you trying to balance those two uh, different, you know, frames of mind? Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely tough. But I, you know, I've kind of when I first got back, I was doing my stuff like six days a week you know, making sure I stay ready so if I had to go back right away and get ready to play, now I'm kind of at, like, 
you know, like four days a week, still doing all my stuff and still getting really quality work in. But, you know, I'm trying to make sure now, like if we wouldn't go back till June or something like that, like I don't want to go back and my body feel like I'm in mid-season form where everything feels slow a little bit already. So that's why I kind of try to lay off a little bit. Um, you know, and that's hard for me and hard for all of us because, you know, we want to stay ready and, you know, be ready to go. But if I'm going to be home for a few more months, like there's no reason to be going six, seven days a week just because, you know, I'd be wearing my body down whenever I'm not even playing. So, you know, mindset-wise, I'm trying to not look too far ahead, trying to stay, you know, day-to-day and, you know, keep positive with everything. And, you know, hopefully this thing clears up enough that we can get back soon. And, you know, what are you doing to stay connected to people? I know where I am here in Toronto, we've been told, you know, we're not supposed to go out and basically interact with anybody closer than uh, six feet apart who don't live in your household. You know, they've really started to crack down here. Um, what's it like there? And, you know, how are you staying connected with your your teammates, your friends um, in, uh, in, you know, in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania? Um, I mean, yeah, so we have all of Pennsylvania has like the whole stay at home order and stuff now. So, you know, we kind of only go out for essential reasons um outside of like i go to my my building it's a private place to go do my stuff because it's only me and my dad in there so it's you know only us and other than that you know i we text a lot we play a lot of video games together um me and my buddies and you know talk on there and you know that's how we also get a little bit of our competition in too and you know it makes it fun and it's you know it's a cool way for us all stay in touch and but we, you know, I have a group message with a good amount of guys that we stay in touch, you know, pretty much daily, um, which is cool because, you know, we build those relationships in really a short period of time since last June. And, you know, and those relationships now, you know, that's what keeps us going now and helps helps us push each other. And, you know, we're all bouncing things off of each other to, you know, so like make sure we're getting the right stuff in and getting some good ideas off guys for whenever, for guys that are a little more restricted um, with what they're allowed to do right now, which has been really cool, you know, because, you know, we're kind of all trying to learn through this together. And I noticed that you have a, uh, you're, you're gaming, I guess, uh, with uh, MLB, the show, I guess, uh, some guys, I guess, play call of duty or, you know, whatever the, uh, the current game is, but you seem to be right on the, the baseball, you know, uh, you know, I think, uh, you've got a system set up where people can sign up to play against you. Um, yeah, I do. I, I got recently got hooked up with a, a company called power. Um, you know, and it's basically, you know, fans can get on, like I post my schedule and fans can get on reserve a spot and play with me then. And, you know, we'll be mic'd up. We'll talk to each other and, you know, it's kind of cool way for fans to get to know me and us other guys, you know, a little more than just as a baseball player. Um, you know, and it's, you know, it's a really cool thing because, I play a decent amount anyways in, some, in my free time, and, you know, now it's a really cool thing for me to be able to interact with fans and, uh, you know, be able to do it that way. So how can they find you um, on Power? Uh, if you go to the website, it's power.gg, and, you know, you click the Athletes tab, you can search my name, uh, you click on me, and you'll see my schedule there every day. I'll post it, and, you know, I'll even tweet out my schedule if people follow my Twitter. 
Um, I'll be tweeting out my schedule, and you know, that's how people will be able to f- find me. It's really, it's a really new um, company, like a new platform, just launched uh, really just a few days ago, and you know, it's gonna. I think it's something that really is gonna be able to take off because fans, fans are always looking for that way to you know be able to interact with athletes, and I think it's a really cool way to be able to do it. Uh, so you just go to power.gg. Uh, and then, you know, you can search my name on there, just go to the athletes tab and scroll through and you'll find me. And how would you rank yourself as a, a gamer at that particular game at MLB the show? At MLB the show. So I've definitely gotten better. Um, when I first got it, obviously it just came out not long ago. First got it. I could not hit to save my life. <laughs> um, but I have definitely gotten a lot better. Me and my buddies, uh, we started a league on there. So we all play together and, um, you know, obviously then playing in the league and playing quite a bit, uh, I've gotten a lot better. Uh, so it makes it a lot more fun then. And, uh, and so people can just sign up, play against you. Uh, obviously I can't because, uh, I don't have that game and, uh, my, my internet connection has been so bad. It would be, uh, impossible to do anything, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, uh, have you had a chance to play anybody yet or is it still sort of getting rolling uh, it's still sort of getting rolling i i haven't posted my schedule or anything yet today um you know i kind of just got it started and you know i'm looking forward to getting to play my first game and what team do you like to play with uh, i play with a little bit of everyone i always get a little you know play with the blue jays a little bit i'll play with the pirates a little bit because i know those guys like from growing up a pirates fan i always you know would see stuff there so i use i usually use those two teams the most I play with a little bit of everyone though. And who's like your favorite player to play with? My favorite player to play with is also my favorite player to watch is Andrew McCutcheon. Um, you know, I've grown up growing up Andrew McCutcheon was my favorite player. Obviously being here and you know, close to Pittsburgh and stuff and you know, I still love playing with him on the show. Usually if I'm playing I'm playing a franchise I'll trade for him. Um, no matter what and get him back over on whatever team I'm using and um, you know, I just really, I've always enjoyed following his career and watching him play. I always felt he did it the right way. And so I always like to play with him too. All right. And what else are you uh, able to do now that you may not have been able to do at this time of the year? Uh, I mean, for me, you know, just spend a lot of like quality family time. I mean, usually this time of year, college baseball or, uh, you know, it, well, it's been college baseball, obviously, and it would have been, you know, pro ball season now, like. I don't get family time very often this time of year. Uh, so it's been really cool. You know, I get to spend a lot of time with my family, my girlfriend. Um, you know, I mean, we'll, we obviously, we're going to get a lot of time together. It's going to be a little while and we get to go, you know, go outside, go spend some times out. Like, you know, we're in a real rural area here. So we go out and spend some times out at, we have a lake and stuff close by and kind of go out there and do some stuff and, you know, just be able to get to do things that we normally don't get to do this time of year. Cause usually I'm on a baseball field. All right. Now, I, I've got to ask you, since you are from Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, which is the home of uh, Groundhog Day and the uh, and Punxsutawney Pete, I think it is. Uh, Punxsutawney Phil. Punxsutawney Phil. Okay. So yeah. tell me, how accurate is the Groundhog Day movie? The Groundhog Day movie, um, it's a great movie, but it is not shot in Punxsutawney. So that movie shot somewhere in Illinois. I don't remember the exact town. The so in the movie, Gobbler's Knob is like right downtown. 
it's not like that here. Um, Gobbler's Knob is out. It's pretty. It's in the woods, um, which is pretty typical for here in Punxsutawney. Um, a lot of wooded area and stuff. And but the way that they do it and stuff, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. And um, you know, I thought Bill Murray did a great job in the movie, and I thought also the movie did a great thing for like my town because. You know, it was something that people knew, but after the movie, it kind of, you know, kind of blew up a little bit. I mean, this year we had, um, there was like 35, 40,000 people here this year for it um, on February 2nd. And, you know, it's a really cool thing, and it's a great thing for my town. brings in a lot of money for the small businesses here, and, um, you know, it's a cool thing. That's obviously what people know my town for, and, you know, it's cool to be able to be from somewhere that people do know your town. And... If there's one day that you could sort of relive over and over again, like in Groundhog Day, it wouldn't have to be a bad day. But if there was one day you could relive over and over again, what day would that be? Um, the day that I got drafted. Um, because, you know, it was obviously a lot of work that I've put in my whole life. Uh, you know, after my junior year of college, I kind of thought, like I had my best year of college at my junior year. And I thought that, that was going to be the year that, you know, I got picked up and I didn't, um, you know, and everything happened for a reason and went back to school and, you know, I kind of had a little bit of a rough senior year and a little bit of an unhealthy senior year and, um, you know, but it's still, I turned it around to the back end of the year and then draft day came around and, you know, we weren't really sure what was going to happen. Um, didn't know, you know, obviously it was a senior sign and didn't have any leverage or anything. So, and I wasn't coming off a great year. So that, you know, that moment of, you know, seeing seeing my name and talking to the, you know, the scout that drafted me, um, it was a really special moment. Um, all the time that my family and I have put in through my life and the sacrifices we've made, um, you know, being able to finally have that dream of getting drafted was, you know, really special to me. All right. And uh, before I let you go, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? Any Anything you want to share with people who are listening right now? Um, I mean, I'm always extremely thankful for my parents and stuff and, you know, they've sacrificed a lot for me to get to where I am today. But for any, something I always tell like, you know, young kids and stuff and young fans, um, you know, the biggest thing is just always, you know, dream big. Like I'm from a small town. Uh, you know, we have 5,000 people here, small town, small high school. And, you know, I still was able to get drafted. I worked hard and, and that's the thing, like for young kids, just dream big, work hard and, you know, you never know what's going to happen, you know, down the road and you give it everything you got and then look back and you don't have any regrets and you can be happy with everything and move on. All right. Thank you so much. That's Ryan Sloniger, a catcher in the Toronto Blue Jays system, you know, working hard and uh, hoping to get back to baseball as soon as he can. All right. Thanks thank for joining for having us. Me. All right. Yep. Take it easy. Stay safe and be well. Thank you. You too. That's all for episode number 76 of the Blue Jays from Away podcast. I'd like to thank Ryan Sloniger for joining us and thank you for listening. Come on back soon and go Jays go. Higher, higher, raise up your